Subject number four for episode eight. This is breaking the jealousy curse. And originally I was going to call it breaking the skinwalker jealousy curse, but I figured, ah, you know, it's probably best to just go straight to jealousy, <laughs> um, breaking the jealousy curse. It kind of sounds a little bit better. And my point about this is that um, these government mandates were causing more exposure to jealousy and other negative, uh, unstable emotions. So by keeping everybody together and like restricting a lot of movement and all that, these government mandates, they um, actually made jealousy a problem where um, those who can't really get sick off of the coronavirus. Uh, I want to say me, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how the, um, jealousy, you know, it starts, it starts growing because people are like, oh, you got, you know, a better face cover than me. Oh, you got not so much better injections, better vaccines, but just that if someone can't really get sick and they're constantly on the move, you know, that could develop a lot of jealousy off of that. And then um, during the time of the lockdowns and stuff like that, everybody stayed home. And, you know, the way I see it, they didn't really have to stay home. You know, it was great, yeah, to take a few weeks off and just kind of like enjoy an at-home staycation. But you'd still have to get out there and, you know, get that living, um, get that living done, go for that dream uh, make the realities you know, all possibilities. And when the government started uh, really, you know, scaring a lot of people into staying home, you know, I'm pretty sure jealousy was one of those things that kind of popped up when others got to see what really goes on, you know, now that they actually stay home. <clears throat> and um, that's where the curse of breaking that jealousy curse stems from the way I was able to keep the nonprofit going. All these other veteran organizations, they all shut down, man. And I'm try I was trying to tell them at that time I was the agency secretary. And I try to keep a positive spin on all that. I was saying um well this was like in the later part of 20 20 2020, yeah. And then uh for the rest of 2022 um I finally got voted out um, uh, back in uh, it was a September of last year, which was fine by me. I you know I had a lot of stuff going on, but um, the the thing is, once these um, these people that commit a lot of uh, witchcraft, once they excuse me, once they go into their bag of tricks so many times, it you know, they really got nothing left to try something new. And, and if they, and if they don't kill the people who they're jealous of and that black magic was intended for someone to die that they didn't like, if that didn't work out, then it's funny how, you know, they probably perceive it now that someone that didn't give up, that kept trying to get going after what they were trying to go after, um, whether they got help from medicine men, um, spiritual healers or not. But um, it's just the fact that when you don't give up, that's where they start to break that curse because 
you could easily kind of give in and say, oh, well, I'm going to hurt someone else because I didn't get what I wanted. You know, that's pretty much the, um, I don't know, like it, it seemed to me, it seems like that's the modern day skinwalker philosophy is if I can't achieve it, then I'll just stop someone else who can or who is doing it or who will do it. And, you know, having that type of mentality, I was just kind of thinking about it like, Man, if only everybody on the reservation would have just kept kept going, kept moving. Um, and even though they were saying, you know, to quarantine, to stay home, there was still a lot more to be done that, that could have been done online, you know. Um, but for the most part, uh, this government um, mandates and all this stuff is starting to fall apart now. And there's a lot of... Uh, there's talks of uh, having Jonathan Nez uh, getting rid of all these restrictions of face covers and all that. And it's like, you didn't have to do that in the first place. But because the outside world, the outside government really had everybody on pins and needles, had them scared, the ones that really believed it. Um, those were the ones where the Navajos would see that and say, oh, how come we're not doing that? And I remember one time um, just uh, where was this in, in North Dakota, South Dakota, um, that tribe was really stopping everybody from going in and out of the, the res. And at first I thought it was pretty neat. You know, I was like, okay, well, you know, they're actually doing something to, uh, protect themselves. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought of how they kind of would look silly looking back years later, uh, of how they were really trying to stop something that, was in a way the virus was real but the way it was considered a pandemic that spread out was um was just a joke pretty much it was a really good um i want to say an illusion that the government was able to cast and and that's where i look at it now when the when the people are rebelling and they want their freedom back and uh, oh, and then the other update I wanted to do was about that um, those truckers up in uh, Canada, why they were all getting together. At the time, I didn't know what it was all about earlier this month when I was doing uh, episode, uh, I think it was five or um, four, but I was saying I'll find out more. And it, pretty much it was just that these truckers all got together to tell the uh, main Canadian government, man, stop with all this mandates and all this nonsense and garbage about uh, social distancing and all that, because everybody's getting tired of it. And, um, you know, just, just stop, man, just give it up. It's, it had its moment and now it's dying out. So that was the whole point of why they were doing it. And that's when that crazy, uh, Canadian president, uh, he ran off and I was like, wow, thought you were all bad there, buddy. But anyways, so that's where, um, that's where it's just kind of breaking a jealousy curse, and the government mandates falling apart they to me they kind of go hand in hand because of how you know you hype something up so much either you give it power or you're smart enough to realize that you know you're not going to give it power you're just going to acknowledge that it's it's in existence and then you just move on with your life and so so far you know uh, other countries across the world are trying to also 
lift these restrictions and get rid of them. And that's where I was saying in the beginning of um, uh, season three was that when governments all agree on something all, all across the country, like they're not going to agree on what where terrorism is coming from or they're not going to agree on how to solve world hunger or, you know, to stop a lot of the the problems that are going on that they could have easily an influence on to stop. But then they all of a sudden agree that, oh, there's this, uh, there's a hidden airborne virus known as the coronavirus. It's going to, you know, kill everybody. And, oh, now it's changed. It's, it, there's a, a variant. Now it's a Delta. Now it's Omicron. And I remember one of the earlier reports was that, um, at the height of the coronavirus was that, um, cats and dogs could get it and they could pass it on to you. <laughs> and I'm like, to me, it just sounds like that, you know, they're, they were really trying, you know, like new angles to throw out there to see what would stick and what, what wouldn't. And, <clears throat> and the government and skinwalkers, they kind of, they both got their evil intentions. Now they're both meant for good. Like, cause skinwalkers, they were originally the stuff they know, uh, all that shape shifting and uh, transformation that was all for hunting purposes to get closer to other animals, but then um, once someone got their itty witty be- uh, feelings hurt, that's when they used it back on their families, and then from there, it kind of was like, oh well, I can use it on family. Uh, to hell with the animals! I'm gonna go after uh, my cousin who's got a hot wife, and I want her, so I'm gonna kill him so that way I can get with her. You know, it just kind of came out of jealousy like that. And um, <clears throat> and the best way that I could say that jealousy could be broken from our point of view is you just keep going at it. Yeah, you acknowledge that, you know, there are going to be negative people and negative, um, I don't know, prayers that go into the air and is meant for you to fail or to die. But if you kind of keep on that grind and you do it with honest intentions that, you know, you're, you know, you want to do something that is positive, then all the, all that witchcraft, you know, probably won't really have that much of effect on you. So that is my theory on why, you know, breaking this jealousy curse, it, you know, that could be the origins that could be how it could be done is, you know, looking at, um, looking at someone or something else that you you see or that you want that you're you won't really be able to get at that moment but turning it into competition to get what you want and to make you try harder to become uh use the Carl Jung theory of being an introvert extrovert and using the four functions and all that uh, all the characteristics in order to get what you want to change yourself to uh, to to do self-discovery. Anyways, so all that is the reason why I was, that's my theory of how to break the skinwalker, I mean not skinwalker, to break the jealousy curse is just to look at another, for me, it's looking at another nonprofit and saying, you know, I really like what they got. They got more money, they got more resources, but you know what? I'm looking at it as a competition now. Let me see if I can outdo these guys. Maybe with the connections that I have, with the resources that I got, the knowledge that I know, maybe I can get something different, maybe something better. And, 
you know, and trying to keep that friendly competition going, you know, I, I think that's where we kind of failed to realize all that now because of um, the way the Navajos depend on government assistance. Oh, I'm waiting for my check. I'm waiting for my money. Yeah, but in the meantime, you know, couldn't you do something a little bit different to have money on the side, like, you know, collect cans, um, recycle, um, you know, was it plastic and, and glass or take art from a bunch of trash and clean it up and repaint it and, uh, you know, just kind of giving a modern art um, a try, you know. And or maybe even doing some paintings, drawings on a sheet of paper. So that way, when excuse me, when you do get your money, you're not just running into the city of Gallup, going to Walmart and get a flat screen TV. And what I heard about those flat screen TVs is they only last for so long. Then these Navajos are taking them back to Walmart. Walmart fixes them back up and then resells them again. So they kind of keep that cycle going. So, you know, that's where we really got to start looking and looking at ourselves and doing more research rather than just accepting what's out there, what's e the easiest to do. And right now for us, the easy thing is, oh, we're going to get money from the tribe. That's $2,000. And, you know, when I get it, I'm going to buy, I'm going to invest in a used car. I'm going to buy another flat screen TV. It all becomes more um, materialistic for things that we don't need. So that's why, you know, this whole thing of uh, breaking that curse of jealousy, you know, would pretty much, I would, I would say, yeah, it would start with children, but you could also do it yourself at whatever age you are now. As long as you're at that age of realization, you know, you can pretty much change it, I think. And that's my theory. That's why doing these Carl Jung theories and all this shoestring theories and the membrane theories and all those theories put together um, is the reason why I kind of have a different outlook. And the, the way, you know, I view couples, how they try to get together and how they um, try to sustain a life living together it yeah it's great to get it on and tear it up on the first night and when they first meet but what do they got afterwards what do they got to offer you know and that's where it starts to break down eventually after a while because then the female realizes that the guy who does have the alpha male traits is not an actual alpha male he's just turned out to be a beta male with uh alpha like trickery <laughs> So that's how I, I view it and that's how I see it. And other than that, you know, um, I'm not really going to go into any more of this because I, I reached my 15 minute mark, but, um, you know, that's just something I wanted to bring in and, you know, it's kind of going back and forth, but that's how I was thinking it could be brought up and could be said. So anyways, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our fifth subject of the night. This is pre-arranged marriage.